What star is that? It's my own secret technique. Peace of the planet Earth. You know what time it is. Adisa the Bishop, boy. We back. The Black Ron Burgundy is in the building. And what did I tell you? I told you this year we're going extra hard in the paint, right? So I came in with RZA. Bust you straight in the jaw with that. You know what I'm saying? And while you stun, boy, while you stun, while you holding that jaw, I'm going to bring in Mel D. Cole. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like, you know what I'm saying? Like iconic photographer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe you've seen 50 Cent before. Maybe you've seen ASAP. Maybe you've seen Snoop. Maybe you've seen The Roots. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you've seen 21 Savage, Lauryn Hill, Drake. You know what I'm talking about? Every all levels, generations of hip hop royalty. He is the guy that captures their essence for you to be like, whoa. That's the guy when you go, whoa. That's the guy who makes you go, whoa. So at Mel D. Cole with the E on IG, welcome to Bishop Chronicles. Thank you, man. That was one of the most incredible introductions <laughs> <laughs> that I've ever received before. I really appreciate it. I need to hire you for that. I need, yo, that, I need that drop, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, let the bishop sprinkle you and your peoples with all of this, man. Thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. You know, um, sure. there's a lot about your work that I love. And, you know, I'm a journalist. I come from old school hip hop journalism, right? I've always <clears throat> loved... Uh, the art of photography, because I always saw it as the visual capturing of what I was trying to do with the written word, right? Now, you know, I know pretty much, I mean, especially since the Capitol riots, your name has just been, and it was already everywhere. But right. for those that don't know you, right? When you, when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, right? Who are you? Where are you from? And how did you get here to where you are in your life right now? All right, cool. So shit, when I wake up and look myself in the mirror, when I'm wiping the cold from my eyes, I yes, literally sir. look at look at myself and go, shit, man, you are the fucking man. You are, you are who you always thought you, you know, wanted to be, and you are who you are at the same time. Uh, I'm originally from Syracuse, New York, uh, born and raised, uh, left there at 96, moved to the Bronx for a little bit. Um, my high school dropout. Uh, me too. Is, yeah, <laughs> worry. GED. Keep oh, rising. Shit. Me too. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah, man. It's, I'm, I'm proud as hell of that because uh, I really wasn't, you know, doing well in high school. I was going to end up, you know, as as my pops told me, either dead or in jail. So I got my shit together, got my GED, and uh, went to college. I have two college degrees: associate's, bachelor's. I have, I have a bachelor's from Stony Brook. Okay. Uh, I was a teacher, ironically, for a little bit in the New York Teaching Fellowship Program. Wow. And now I'm married uh, with a kid, a dog, two cats, and uh, currently residing in Jersey City. So, nice. Yeah, nice. Now, you know, you've taken a lot of pictures that I love, you know. Um, Thank you. Of, of a lot of different people. Um, the Roots picks are amazing. Erica Badu picks are amazing. Jill Scott. There's a lot. Okay. Like I'll get mm -hmm. lost naming people. Um, but one of the pictures that really 
struck me was the picture that you had of Nipsey holding the chain. Ah, uh, yes. And so yeah. I wanted to ask you, cause like one of the, you know, uh, on Bishop Chronicles, we do really focus heavily on West Coast hip hop history and stuff like that. And so I'm curious because I never got to meet Nipsey Hussle. Can you mm -hmm. tell me about that shoot? And can you tell me about what you remember of him and, and the best things you took from your engagements with him? All right, cool. Yeah, that photo was actually at uh, SOB's in New York um, in 2010 or 11. Um, mm -hmm. This it was his first uh, show in New York. And I've always wow. heard about Nipsey uh, before that. He had a buzz on you know, the West Coast. But back in 2010, uh, believe it or not, you know, the internet really wasn't, you know, Check there in. wasn't Instagram and all that stuff. It, right. was, it was babysat. It was, in the, you know, the blog era. So if you were popping in your city, that's just where you were. You were popping yeah, you in your city. Yeah, you weren't, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as easy to go global. So, you know, you you had to come to New York and you had to perform at SOBs. And if you came to New York and you performed at SOBs, I was one of the photographers that was going to be there to document you. And that's where I was uh, that day. We were downstairs in the dressing room. He was really nice. Uh, I remember him just being super gracious and thanking me for, uh, you know, being there and taking his photo. And that was, you know, in his private space at the time in right. the dressing room. Right. So, uh, you know, I took a series of photos of him and, you know, holding the, I believe it's uh, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, I think pendant. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was, you know, really powerful to me. And I just, you know, snapped it up and, and basically kept it moving and photographed his show, his full show that day. Uh, but ever, ever so I believe I met him probably maybe about five more times after that. And he was just always that same vibe, like super Cali, chill, <laughs> nice. You know, like laid back, and he just always reminded me. Like for one, I thought he looked like Snoop, right? Know? And he for sure, that, like he had that typical, you know, like yeah, I'm gangster, I'm smooth. yeah, that West Coast G yeah, vibe, West Coast. yeah, yeah, very that's LA, yeah. very LA dude, yeah. yeah. No, that's great, man. Thank you for sharing that, man. Because you know, I um, I try to I try to get those different gems and nuances about West Coast artists. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you. Now, when you know. I've known a lot of photographers over the, you know, my, my journey as a journalist and I love it. And, you know, uh, from like Jamel Shabazz and, you know, mm -hmm. Joe Conzo, you know, that was before me, you know what I'm saying? Like all New York stuff. Right. Then when I started writing right. for the source and rap pages and vibe, that was when like B plus was around and, and mm -hmm. some others, you know what I'm saying? Keba Conte was a really big mm -hmm. photographer from the Bay, did a lot of West coast stuff. Um, you know, when you stepped into this world of journalism, did you intend for photojournalism? Did it intend to be for hip hop or was it for something else? Like tell me how you entered into mm -hmm. the hip hop space. Was it deliberate? And then, where did the pivot happen where it was like, okay, I'm taking hip hop photos to blam. I'm kind of becoming the guy. Uh, well, yeah, that, it was, it wasn't deliberate. I didn't set out to, you know, I didn't sit down and write a business plan like, yeah, shit, you know, I'm mm. going, this is what I'm going to do, you know, within hip hop, you know, I got to be involved. It was more mm. like, I'm a fan, you know, first and foremost, like gro growing up in Syracuse, my dad owned a record store uh, yeah. for many years uh, back in the day. And, you know, I was just a big fan, uh, you know, of the culture. And I was yeah. a part of the culture, even in Syracuse, you know. So yeah. um, 
I, when I moved to New York, you know, part of the reason I moved is because of the music, you know, watching right. music videos, watching movies, you know, mm -hmm. I just knew that I had to be in this city. Where it was happening. Right? Yeah. Um, so I, in, in 2002 at SOBs, shout out to SOBs, man. They shout out to SOBs. Me. SOBs yeah. is a straight institution. Straight yeah. up. So I, um, Common was performing and, you know, I, I had two disposable cameras that I bought specifically uh, to document the show, like just to take okay. photos because I wanted to remember it. And then I took photos. I got them back from Rite Aid, put them in the shoebox. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And every so, uh, like maybe like a month later, I pulled them out after reading uh, like Complex or Rolling Stone, flipping mm -hmm. through, looking at photos. And I was like, oh, shit, I think I got something. Yeah, like work, I think, huh? yeah, I think it, it just is good. So I sought out and bought a, a digital camera. And that was pretty much history, you know? Like I um what I did was I necessarily didn't just only seek out to shoot music. It was nightlife, which really mm. uh propelled my name because it gave me, you know, um I, I was able to use my personality to build, you know, myself up as a brand instead of just being a guy front of stage. You know, take trying to ride. Yeah, so I use nightlife to network. I use nightlife to, you know, sometimes nightlife overlaps. You know, there'll be <sighs> camera and perform two or three songs at Santos. You know, so it was right. always overlapping stuff, and I would build myself up. So you know, started a blog. It was called VillageSlum.com, and it became mm -hmm. at that time in the blog era uh, one of the destinations to go see what was happening in New York, especially like on the Lower East Side, the downtown right. scene, but also I was capturing these concerts like Kanye and, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Rock the yeah. Bells Festival, right, you right. know, the festivals of that day. Rock the Bells was so legendary, bro. Good yeah. Lord. Good Lord. That was like a thing. Like if you miss yeah. Rock the Bells, there were certain parts of hip hop that are things, man. That That's amazing. Yeah. You know? So I think that's really interesting and I hope that other aspiring journalists pay attention like to how you did it to you know what i mean to capturing the nightlife for you know finding a theme and using that mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that's powerful now you know sometimes i've gone to, to interview people and the vibe is not popping and it's weird because your job is to capture a vibe and, right. and it's not always really lit you know and so over the years i kind of had to kind of curate a process of how mm -hmm. I engage people, especially rappers, because their egos are so big and they got so right. many people around them who, you know what I mean, who think they're hard or think that they are the rapper, or, you know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you got to kind of have to to to, to create uh, a friendly space and open things so that you can get the information and the vibe or the shot that you want, right? Can you tell me... Um, without giving away too many trade secrets, right? Because you know you are, you know, the alpha right now. <laughs> like what, what, Appreciate what? It. No, you no, it's, it's it's factology right there. It's factology. But can what can you tell me about your process? Like, can you tell me anything or share anything about your technical process and anything you do mentally to prepare for your shoots, hip hop or not? I'm curious. Uh, with hip hop, dude, like really my preparation is going in and making sure that I um, get the most exclusive uh, photos possible of the day. Every mm -hmm. situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, 
each concert or photo shoot, you know what I'm saying? It's like all different depending on what the access you have, depending if you know the manager, depending on if you know the artist. Right. Because um, sometimes artists are like, hey, and then it's like super lit or sometimes they're like, who are you? Oh, yeah. I'm a photographer. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just like <laughs> sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't get shit. You don't get the image that you imagine you're going to get. Yeah. Um, you just try next time and maybe that time you leave it at like, hey man, you know, I'm so-and-so. You might, I would like to take your photo, but understand this time is not it. But for next time, and you see them next time, like, yo, they remember you, so they open yeah, up more. Uh, yeah. um, you know, it's like, I just use every situation is, is different. And that's why I pride myself on being a, a chameleon, being able to fit in to mm. different situations. Like me shooting, let's say, a band, uh, Ninja Sonic, who's a, a, a hip-hop rock band, and they were, you know, buzzing in New York in 2010. You know, shooting them is way more, you know, easier. They they're hungry. They they right. wanted coverage. They you know they're juiced. I, I, I fit into their shit, or you know, so or me shooting Kid Cudi, right? In two thousand and eight is different from shooting Kid Cudi now. Because, uh, <laughs> totally. You know, and and totally. that's not you know, and not a knock on him. It's just different. He's a different person. We're right. we're both different. You know, we right. both evolved into who you know, saying who we are now. So mm -hmm. it's just a, a different uh, mental preparation. But shooting. Uh, let's say like uh, photojournalism, news story, breaking news stories, the Capitol riot. Right. That stuff is a thousand times uh, different, like a mental, like a, the, the mental approach is, is totally different. Yeah. Like you got to, you're thinking about, you know, is someone going to stab you in the back? Are you going to get For shot? real. Or, For or real cop, though. Or, or, not or like the cop's going to pepper spray your ass or. Not, not like the, 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 the metaphorical stabbing, like, nah, like the actual knife, ass. you know? Yes, like Woo. the knife or, you know, you think about are the cops, are you going to get arrested? You know what I'm mm. saying? You think it's, 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 you know, people say hip hop, you know, can be dangerous. You know, it, it's, Nothing compared to, you know, since shooting, you know, uh, being in a, in a war zone, so to speak. And that's what the mm. Capitol riots was. And I can only imagine, you know, you take it a step further with actual war photography. Right. Like, you're, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Like absolutely. When fucking missiles and bombs. Vietnam and Iran. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to compare it to that. But for me. It's like, close, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's relatively close to the situation that yeah. happened on January 6th. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But hip hop can be dangerous too. There's a lot of guns, a lot of bullshit that happens, and hey. it's not good. Hey. You know, a lot of shit because you know there was the shooting at um, Urban Plaza, mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago with Troy Ave uh, that he was involved with. And, you know, that was not a safe environment for anyone, for fans, right. for them, for people backstage. So it's like you know, mayhem. Ever since that happened, shit changed. <laughs> <laughs> so, without naming a rapper. Can you tell me one of the more tough shoots that you had that you were able to turn into a good moment? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, um, I've I've had sometimes, you know, you 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 come across an artist, they're in a bad mood, or maybe they ain't ate, or they haven't, you know, they haven't got their their weed yet, or whatever, and the vibe mm -hmm. is is not cool, and you kind of have to really dig into who they are, what the nature of the environment is to, to make it work. And then people are like, man, that was a great interview. And you're like, whoo, you have no idea what it took right. to do that. You know, can you, do you have one of those, those, those memories? And again, uh, you, I don't want you to name nobody. No, uh, let's see. I do. I mean, 
how I'll name them. It doesn't. It, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. It's, but it wasn't really a photo shoot. It's just uh, I feel like Travis Scott is one of the hardest people in hip hop uh, to photograph, mm. and um, when he's not on stage, um, really, when he's because there's there's such a a difference between him on stage and when he's off stage. On stage, he's like ah, it's yeah, crazy. and it's it's you know you. He captain is yeah, it's electric. But but off stage, he's kind of like he's he's this, you he's know, introverted. Do, yeah, he wants to cover his face, or he's doing this, or you know, he's on his, you know, right. kind of covering himself up. And um, it's like at first it was kind of like, damn, all right, cool. But then you learn like that's just his vibe, so you try to right make the best of it and like every time that i photographed him it, you know it's gotten better and better where it's like i mean for me it's like all right, right cool i'm seeing just a little bit more of the face and i know what to expect so i'm just gonna zoom in and try to mm, you know to get, get that. this mm -hmm. get this because this is you know what's important this is the vibe that he wants to give that's off that's it so mm -hmm. that's yeah. deep man yeah I, you know it is interesting too i think that was one of the hardest things for me as a journalist was figuring out that people may be on stage or on wax completely gigantic but then like privately be really introverted and and they that you know they right. don't know how to talk beyond what they rap right like right. You, you looking for some deep thing they don't have it and it's not because that deep thing isn't within them it's just the way that they express it is on that paper it's on that beat and and they're not you know what i'm saying it, it, yeah and sometimes it's disappointing yeah to be honest be. um i've been disappointed by a few of my favorite rappers um, and then also pleasantly surprised um, because, you know, you hear those things about rappers yeah. when you meet somebody, you're like, you're nothing what? like yeah. you're nothing like that. Case in point, Black Thought, right? Before I yeah. met him, everyone was like, oh, he's, he's, he's this, he's that, da, da, da. Black Thought is the nicest motherfucker, period. Dude, like, that's I what I heard. Everybody I know says that Black Thought is hella uh, cool. Hella cool. That's my big bro. <laughs> Text him, text back. Like, I still get a kick out of it. And I've been friends with him for over 10 years that I That's could dope. text Black Dog right. or call and yeah. he text me back. Like, I find it fucking, <laughs> like, it, it's amazing to me. My One of my all-time greatest rappers, you know, favorite rappers. But yeah. there are, I have other, you know, rappers yeah. that I, I loved growing up and I meet them and I'm just like, damn, you are fucking kind of whack. Like, I do not want to have a beer with you. I wouldn't want to kick it with you. I still love your music, but also in the yeah. back of my mind, I'm just kind of like... <laughs> totally. Totally. Now, we're about to get to the center of the shrubbery maze. Mm. Okay? Um, you know, your IG, again, if, if you're... If you're Watching this on YouTube, or if you're just listening on Spotify or or, 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 or or iTunes, I really need you to go at Mel D. Cole with an E and really look at these images. Because we're not just talking about casual shots. We're talking about amazing stuff. Whether it's, Thank you. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really like defining a moment type stuff. All right. I need you to talk to me about how you started covering some of the 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 BLM protests and things like that, and then mm -hmm. specifically, I want to talk about the Capitol riots, and then we'll we'll kind of dig into that. But like, I'm curious to like, you know, because like you noted a few minutes ago, that's a hell of a pivot. Like, mm -hmm. tell me about what what's what what brought that out of you, 
and 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 just tell me i want to hear well yeah so i mean besides we'll start with this besides photographing you know hip-hop i've always done other things as well i've mm -hmm. never just been a hip-hop photographer i've mm -hmm. been a street photographer i have a I was doing a, a homeless project called The Homeless World, uh, which you can check out on Instagram as well. It's called A Homeless World. Um, I've uh, done uh, brand stuff. I've done uh, right. travel. So it's right. all about, you know, what interests me. And also sometimes with like brands and stuff like that or lifestyle. Mm -hmm. stuff. So it's like, if you think it's cool, you can make money from it. I got to eat. I got to survive. Right. So uh, the, 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 the pivot it was a big pivot as far as like the exposure of like death, so mm -hmm. to speak, being, you know, being in danger, but like technically what I, what I was doing wasn't such a, a big shift. It's capturing the moments. Mm -hmm. It's, it's having the eyes. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's being in the right place at the right time. It's using, you know, uh, you know, what's inside of you to, to, to accomplish the goal. So when um, George Floyd died, this is when I said to myself that I'm going to dedicate my craft and my platform uh, to the movement. Mm. And also uh, before, like when, when COVID started, I, I started doing these uh, Instagram lives where I would talk to other photographers and we would basically have a conversation. And I did one with Jonathan Mannion. I did one with Ricky Powell. I did one with uh, uh, Stuart uh, McFarland. Uh, please forgive That's me, Stuart. Sick, I forget though. your last name. Yeah. He's the uh, he's the photographer, head photographer for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I did uh, a couple other photographers, but one of the standouts one uh, ones that I did, uh, I think I did ten. But I spoke with Devin Allen. Are you familiar with Devin Allen? Help me out. He's a photographer. He uh, was shooting uh, a lot of the uh, protests down in Baltimore, and um, he wow. got. He was an amateur photographer at the time where he got one of the most famous Time magazine covers covers of the last 20 years, arguably one of the uh, most famous Time cover, period. Um, it's of a black man running from the police. The police are in back of him. And it, said, it crosses out uh, 1967. I guess it was like- I know what you're talking about. Yes. yes. I just got yes. goosebumps. Yeah. I just, I know so, what you're talking about. So like, I've always been drawn to conflict and, um, and speaking with him, you know, solid brother, amazing, amazing guy. Uh, he just got, uh, not just got, but he also, uh, after we talked since the right side, he got another times cover, uh, new, uh, not times, uh, time magazine cover. Right. So anyway, talking with him, it just really lit a fire underneath me. Uh, for something that I was already inspired to do. Mm. Um, and it was like, shit, I want a Time cover, Time magazine cover. I want this, I want that, and I want to dedicate myself to it. So when George Floyd died, that was it. Like, the, pro the protest started, and the, it was on and popping since then. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's really amazing images. Um, some of the stuff that, that really, that really, You see me here speechless. I'm I'm trying yeah, to like right. like images of nuns for Trump. Uh watching the video of the Jews for Trump just hella juice, like hyped up. Looked like they was at a sideshow in the bay. 
you know, yeah, man. Uh, uh, black men for Trump, that brother with the, you know what I'm saying? The, the crazy hair with the hat yeah. and, uh, and the other dude was like, I'm here not for Trump, I'm here for America. Like mm-hmm. that brother just got arrested. Wow. Cause he was and up there at the Capitol. Or not something? just cause he was up there. There are a lot of, there are a lot of people up there and a lot of those people won't get arrested. Yeah, They're arresting yeah. the people for actually Trying Making to break stuff. in and yeah. hitting people with shit. Right, getting um, He is arrested for assaulting police officers with a baseball bat. Uh, mm. I forget his name. Emmanuel something is his name. Wow. And yeah, and I talked to him fresh off of him being pepper sprayed in the I eye saw, yeah, and he was, yeah. For the second time. Um, but yeah, they, they got his ass. And I heard, I'm not sure how true it is. I didn't right. know. But I read, you know, Instagram. I allegedly, took, yeah, allegedly, I took a grain of salt for you know a lot of information I get from places unless I do the research myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're saying that he uh, is not, you know, his bail or something is really high. He's not getting organic food. He's not getting. He's not getting what that what the horn guy got. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They got right? his black. They got his black ass locked the fuck up. <laughs> And, and you don't sit here until the trial pops off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, crazy. Very crazy. You know, but did between the nuns for Trump and you got to go to IG and look at that, people, until you see nuns for Trump, you have no idea how insane stuff can be. But that nuns for Trump is when I saw them walk in, I, I, got, fits, I got fixated on them. They went to the VIP section. So a section that I couldn't get into and I was pressed. I had press. Wow. So they were like, they was like, so I I, I sat there, I, you know, and waited and I waited for them to come out and I captured those images and I missed, you know, the beginning of the, of the, you know, uh, of 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 the insurrection. Yeah. The insurrection. I I missed horn guy going in and all that stuff, but I got uh, nuns for Trump and I was able to speak to that other the guy with the dread. So, you know, you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you, yeah, but you got some golden stuff, man. You got some golden stuff, some, some amazing things. My question is between those people, right. Other than like their love for Trump, did you see a commonality between them? Did you see a thread that, that really could unite them? Like it, when I look at the footage and stuff, the thing that trips me out is, I know that they love Trump and I respect that they love Trump for whatever reason they do that's on them and whatever. Mm -hmm. But like when I see other people, I can see why they would kick it. I'm not sure that, that these people would kick it for any other reason than Donald Trump. I'm not sure that they, so like, were you able to gather a thread of commonality between these people? Like what? I mean, it's just, all I can say is that, they threat of commonality is just USA, USA, USA. Right. That's 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 it. So that's they're just like they, their brand of patriotism is the commonality. Yes, they're they they are patriots in their in their mind. They are doing um, what people did in you know seventeen whatever seventy six whatever. Yeah, yeah like, they <laughs> they are the you know the equivalent of the Boston Tea Party. They are you know, fighting for democracy. In they, their mind, yeah. In their minds. Uh, that's what they were doing. Like, they... Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Um, You know, and I think I already know the answer here, but it, could you give me any first-hand accounts 
of differences that you saw in the way police were treating the uh, capital yeah. insurrectionists versus, I mean, you were at, you know, the George Floyd nonviolent protests. And it's important that I use those words, nonviolent protests. Like people came for a lot of these things nonviolently to speak their mind. Now, stuff didn't get out of hand and there were some people yeah. that were setting it off. See, but I'm see, curious a, to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to beg the differ when people say, uh, the George Floyd protests were nonviolent. I was there at a lot of them, mm. and there are a lot of peaceful ones. But I'm not gonna. I couldn't sit here with a bold face and be like, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the people from the, the Black Lives Matter uh, side were not violent. Absolutely, because because they, they did set the police department on fire. Somebody fucking, did. Somebody did. I don't know who. Or right. Whatever, but I'm talking about from what I saw and experienced. Uh, yes, I saw violence from both sides, police, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, right. uh, Antifa, right. uh, Trump, you know, right. uh, supporters. I, I saw violence from every side. So it's like, no, but were there a lot of peaceful uh, protests? Absolutely. Was there right. stuff happening all the time? No, but there was. So with that being said, um, like, you know the answer. Everybody else knows the answer. If that crowd at the goddamn Capitol building was majority black. We, or Mexican me, or Jewish. It got me or, burping and shit, got me all excited. We would not have or, even gotten on the goddamn stage. Or Muslim. They been, they, or Muslim or anything. They would have been Damn. ready to go. Uh, they were not ready. I don't understand why they weren't ready. It was thousands of people that said they were going to go to the Capitol. Right. You know? And like one question I, I, I get asked a lot too is like, did you know or did you expect some shit to happen? And he's like, no, I didn't expect people to go inside the goddamn building. Wild so out. I thought yeah. that I thought they were gonna like scream and holler and get some pepper spray and get pushed back. I was gonna get some dramatic photos of that. If you know that being mm -hmm. like the top thing, you know, but never in a million years did I expect fucking people climbing all over this shit and waving Confederate flags and doing this and doing that. Absolutely not. You know, that's not what I thought was gonna happen. When you're in those situations, because there's so much. All right. Now I'm speaking from a place of ignorance here because I'm not, I'm not there, obviously. Right. But I can mm -hmm. imagine if I was black and I was there that I would feel a little unsafe. Like mm. fools might try to whoop on me or bust my camera or beat me up or check me. You know what I'm saying? Embark me down about why I'm there. Did you ever have to mm -hmm. deal with any of that? Or were they or were they like, OK, this guy is clearly coming to take pictures and we're letting him be um it was only one instance of someone just looking at me and be like like really softly non-aggressive was like or you get out of like go over there you know it's like mm -hmm. okay you know besides that there was nothing you know people right. i had my press pass on uh, not even on purpose, but it's just, you know, on yeah, just, from yeah. the, the actual event. I never thought to take it off. And people, sometimes, like, I'm shooting and someone would just grab it and look at it and just put it back down. So, you know, there, but there, I had really no problems, you know, from people there uh, worrying about, you know, treating me like I was Something seeing it. There, right. But there were other people there that got beat Got up, the business. Got, got pushed. I didn't see any of the uh, report. I saw videos and stuff, right. and I actually have uh, a couple of uh, people that I've known and got to know out and about that uh, got pushed around and 
this guy that I met, a documentary filmmaker, uh, Nick Quest, uh, Quested. Mm. He got his camera broken mm. uh, and, and, and beat up. You know Nick? No, I don't know. He, he made a, a ton of uh, music videos, hip-hop music videos. In what? The 90s. And, okay. And, in in early two thousands, yeah. Now he's a documentary filmmaker, like one of those guys that you know you see wearing a bulletproof vest that goes yeah, the war yeah, zone goes out of the war zones. Yeah, Word. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. No, I mean, well, that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Because one of the things is when I talk about delicate situations, I don't want to create a false hype. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the fact that you were there and you weren't getting you know messed with and ran up on that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Because I want gifted brilliant people like you to be safe in situations like that you know when they go to um take pics now you know because you've been on the ground for some of the most amazing racially and socially politically polarizing and challenging moments you know mm -hmm. what have these moments taught you about america and what have they taught you about yourself um, well, it, it teaches me about America that, you know, what I've already known, it just solidifies it, that the country is very divided. Um, I know that I live and have lived in a bubble um, in order in in order to learn about the country and learn about the people of this country. You need to step outside of your bubble. Um, I've lived in many bubbles, you know, growing up, I grew up in the hood and I didn't have any white friends. I didn't know any white people. Only white people I really knew were you know, my teachers or, mm. you know, and, and, um, and then you get out of that bubble, I went to college. So I knew more people, you know, of different races, Indian, white, black, Asian, mm. you name it, you know, and, mm. and uh, some, there was always something in me that wanted to explore um, getting to know different people. And what I'm doing right now and what I've learned is that it's, it's more of the same stuff. Like you get out of college and you get your friends and you kind of stay in that bubble. And what you need to do is, is get outside of it. And that's what, you know, doing what I've been doing has taught me that there's no better way than learning and educating uh, than putting boots on the ground and getting in there and documenting people and talking with people and getting to know them. And, and hopefully you can learn, you know, you might not agree with what, what the hell they got to say, but at the end of the day, you know, saying you got their opinion and you're not screaming and yelling and, and mm -hmm. hooting and hollering back and forth to each other. So, no, nah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Now, um, you know, I think I saw in one of your more recent posts that some of your IG images have been taken down by IG. Can you yeah. tell me and tell the, 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 the listeners and the viewers what were those images and what does the fact that they remove these images that you took? of a real moment in America, what does this tell you about like America, freedom of speech as a journal? This stuff terrifies me, right? I'm telling right. you, I don't like to see stuff like that. Um, so tell me what images you took that were well, taken down or flagged and, and what do you feel about this kind of censorship? It tells us that, I mean, first of all, that it tells us that we don't own shit. And when I mean me, I just don't mean black, white, or whatever. Mm, I mean just whoever's you, posted. The, the user, the the user, the member. You're at. Uh, it doesn't mean shit because this is a private company, and you're using their platform, and they could pretty much do whatever the hell they want to do. Um, with that being said, 
you know, is uh, I had uh, two, three, two or three videos taken out. One that um, the crowd at on the six they were screaming, "I can't breathe! I can't breathe!" and obviously mocking. Yeah, come on, I man! Can't breathe chant that has been yeah. a rally cry uh, for a lot of us against police uh, brutality and injustice yes, in the yes. courts. You know and, what I'm saying? And they were and they were mocking it. Um, all, I had uh two or three video uh not video but photos uh removed two posts uh one in particular of that uh, started off as a series with the black man with the the hair and right. the maga hat on and there were just portraits which i found very astonishing I'm, i was like what the fuck like this, why would you take this, that down there's no and he violence. didn't even say anything he didn't even say or do anything out of pocket in his videos it wasn't even that the video stayed up Right, it was the, the, image. The, the the image they took down, which Whoa. was so bizarre to me, and I just really didn't understand it. And I posted it again, and they took it down. So I posted that same post, same photos twice, and they took it down. So what it tells me is this sponsor uh, uh, censorship is that you know they were on high alert for some reason. Like what that specific thing really they punched into the algorithm is you know that is whatever. really strange compared to like you know Black Lives Matter movement. They weren't they didn't do that for it. Um, so That's it was weird. To, it, it was very interesting. Uh, I had there was another video off the, off the top of my head. Uh, I can't remember what it is, and, and also another uh, photo post, but. Instagram apologized and said that they were sorry for taking it down, not just to me, but they publicly interesting. Uh, yeah, and uh, apologized. Um, I believe through the Washington Washingtonian uh, newspaper or magazine, uh, I did an interview for them, and they uh -huh. and they and they took it. Uh, yeah, the next few days, you start seeing your stuff, you know, come back, and a lot right. of the photographers, their stuff was coming back, and what we all were just complaining about, it's like. I don't know if you've been on Instagram, you see you're clicking through and you'll see a graphic warning thing that they'll, they'll right, swipe right, right, up right. at first if someone's had fell off a roof and you know, right, 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 or got, got like cut or, or something. It, it, right. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be for like something super violent. It's just right. like, oh, graphic. Right. They could have easily put that up for all of our stuff and we could have been fine. But luckily for me, like it really didn't, you know, mess me up too much and me, uh, you know, bringing, you know, the censorship uh, situation to light has done uh, a lot of good for me. It's done a lot of good for other photographers that have been in my position and hopefully yeah. for, you know, censorship in general for journalists and photojournalists as a whole. Man, it's really deep, man. I, I, um, I love hearing how clear you are about what you're doing, what you're experiencing. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, man. It's, it, clarity is, is key. Like, how, I, how do you find it? What do you do to, what do you do to cultivate it? Uh, shit, nothing. <laughs> to be honest, it's just, it's just where you are. It's, yeah. It's where I just come with, come with, you know, old age, you know, 44 and this, experience, you know, I haven't right. always been this way. You know, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And I'm at the point now it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And if I don't know what I'm doing, you know, I, I'm just really not going to talk about it. I'm not going to, I'm mm -hmm. not going to show, I'm not going to show that piece of me until I find out. So you sure. get that, that gem. Yes. Yeah. So I can, so I can be clear on it. Word.
Now, my 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 last question, and thank you again for for being on Bishop Chronicles. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate no you, you know, sharing your time and your wisdom. Um, this is a hard question. Uh-oh. If a natural disaster came mm-hmm. and destroyed all but one of your photos that could be preserved, ah. what is one picture that, like, okay, they could know me by this? Ah, uh, well, shit. We're just going to go with this one right here. Fuck it. Yeah. Harriet Tubman on the uh, Robert E. Lee Monument in Richmond, Virginia. Um, this was taken in June. And at the top, which you probably can't see on the camera or in the middle. Well, the top, we'll start with the top. I'll get to show you. This says, this is Black Lives Matter BLM. Right. And then Harry has slavery is the next thing to hell. And it's a quote attributed to Harry Tubman It's Harry Tubman. And if you're not familiar with what happened to, uh, to this monument, basically, they took the, the you know, we black folks and yeah. supporters and allies uh, took over the monument and the uh, statue. And this park has been renamed to a name that I can't remember off the top of my head. No but, uh, this is taking this taken and, and it's become you know a tribute, a place to gather, a place of you know promise and hope. Is that what they uh, call? It? Is that is that Stone whatever uh, Georgia? Where is that? Where is no? That? This is in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So it's Richmond, Virginia. This is it's called Monument Avenue, and on this avenue there are a bunch of Confederate uh, statues. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of them, if not all, have been removed. Except for this one. This one is in a legal battle because I think it's owned by the state or something. So there's like some that. kind so of like jurisdiction. Yeah, but they just yeah. can't go take it down. And the only black statue on this avenue is one of Arthur Ashe. Wow. Yeah. Yep. As Which beautiful as it is, sad, right? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. all right, Arthur. Wait, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you got all these. Mm-hmm. Confess- no, man. No, man. That is great. That is great. Um, okay. So before we go, um, anything that you're working on, is there anything you're dropping? Is there any new companies that you cultivate and that people need to know about, sure. et cetera? Well, first off, uh, I like to say a few things. And uh, during the summer, and I always want to thank everyone for supporting it. I started uh, a GoFundMe for Black photographers, which I have since ended but I raised uh, over twenty thousand dollars, and I gave uh, money out to black photographers that were on the on the front lines documenting oh, the movement. Uh, gave the money to support uh, them. People kept asking me, "How can we support me?" And I said, "I'm okay, but let's support everybody else." And, God you know, bless you see, for you that, know, man. Because hip hop needs on. more of that. Journalists, writers, all of y'all pay attention. Right. Man. When you get to the top spot, when you are the top shotter, man, help other people, bro. I don't yeah. understand all the you all the. Help. You know what I'm saying? Like this is beautiful. Like for real. Like I'm yeah. Impressed. So for for one, like I mean, shit. Like as you know, in hip hop, it's super competitive, and I've I didn't like necessarily want a lot of photographer friends, but COVID. And through me uh, becoming a part and documenting the movement, mm-hmm. I um, it fostered me to want to just be more uh, supportive of my colleagues, so to yep. speak. So yep. I started the fun. And also, I remember, I did the Instagram Live stuff. So that yeah. came right into this. And uh, company-wise, what I started uh, last year, oh, shit, 2019, 
I started uh, uh, the first black uh, soccer specific photo agency called Charcoal Pitch FC. Do you know how much I love soccer? I got a slow trembling tear. You can't see it. It is just (laughs) because when I was a kid, I played soccer. And when I was an adult, I coached soccer. So like mm. I am in love with this idea. When I was on the site, I was like, "Ah, oh, dope! <laughs> Thank you, man." But yeah, I started that in 2019. Um, I've done uh, work with a a uh, Roma, and I've uh, right now I have a partnership with the Premier League. If you don't know the Premier League, it's basically like the uh, NFL for soccer. Yeah, in 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 the UK and in the world. Uh, biggest league yeah. in the world. Um, I have a partnership with them where I uh, go out and find some of the biggest, brightest black uh, Premier League fans yeah. and um, tell their stories through the initiative. Oh, called, that is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Premier League uh, Fans of America. That's the hashtag. And, Yo. Uh, we publish the photos on the American Premier, uh, Premier League uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, so we have high. some good stuff coming up for Black History Month as well yeah. uh, through the Premier League. So, yeah, those are some of the things that I've been working on. Also, uh, quite possibly, some of this work will yes. be in something tangible, Ooh, uh, possibly okay. in the fall of this year. Okay, man. Well, yo, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, man. Shout out to Steve Bramucci, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you shout know, out for, to him. For, for, for plugging this because, uh, yeah. you know, um, that's my homie, and I, I know he knew me well enough and you well enough to know this was this was going to be popping the most. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate you for sharing your time. You know, thank you. Yeah, and definitely. also, you can go buy my book on Amazon.com. It's called Great Photographs of Hip Hop, uh, 2002 to 2019. Support your boy, Cop Amazon.com. Please. Cop that. You know what I'm saying? So, man, on that note, salute, man. At Mel D. Cole, thank you. This is Bishop Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? This is West Coast, West Side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Worldwide. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, uh, stay blessed and safe, man. Thank you so much. Peace. <laughs> Teacher, what style is that? It, 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 it's my own secret technique. It's Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles. What's it called? Bishop Chronicles. 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 Bishop